Hello, podcast number two. Say good morning, Holly. Say good, good morning, morning, good morning, me. good morning. <laughs> I'm not used to this. We need a little jingle, an intro line, and who better to have in and tell us what our intro line should be than Nicole Louise Geddes <laughs> from oh, Manic and Performer Preneur. Yes, that's me, Manic Stage Productions. And since the pandemic, Performer Preneur. So loads of exciting stuff to talk about it's been a really crazy time hasn't it so we'll just have to take a deep breath and work it all out together together everybody that's listening so as a performer um actually you can probably tell us about breathing and how we should be breathing with talking and yeah absolutely it's always from the diaphragm which people breathe from the lungs but if you actually use your diaphragm you can support your breath better so ladies when you're doing this podcast and interviewing and talking if you are sat right and using your diaphragm you should be able to get full sentences out and you know go off on tangents without losing breath You are good. She's such a good public talker. You've done a few things for the lounge, actually. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, perfect. So visibility has been my thing since the start of COVID. Obviously, with Manic Stage Productions being a entertainment business, we've come to a bit of a standstill. So at the beginning of COVID, I had to reassess what I was going to do with the business, how I was going to keep it relevant and, you know, how I was going to wait out the three weeks did we all predict and now we're into like month eight with no end in sight especially for entertainment um so I focused very much on keeping manic stage productions visible and from that I've started to really figure out why and how visibility is key for business generally so for the Liberty Lounge I've done talking about visibility exactly that going live making sure you're out there making sure you're being seen make sure that your services and offerings are visible and then talking about elevator pitches and storytelling not selling so loads of things that over the 15 years in business I was aware of and I was doing and I'd obviously been taught because we're all learning all of the time but now I've um, excitedly put it into my own own words and started to share those lessons and getting really great feedback really and ultimately keeping myself and Manic Stage Productions visible. And you taught me no like trust. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to explain that concept? So within business you have to really understand some of the really basic bits that I didn't realize people didn't know. Mm. Um, So ideal client being one of them and no like and trust being the other. And it's exactly that. How can you sell a product or service or yourself if people don't know you, if people don't like you and if people don't trust you? So you have to flip that on your head and think about all the products and services you buy and why you buy them. And most likely it's because people have bought you've bought into them and you're hoping people will buy into you. And the only real way to get people to become um, super loyal to your brand or your service is to allow them into your world so that they know, like and trust you. And that goes hand in hand with the visibility that I speak about, letting people into your life, telling them your stories, um, not sell, 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 selling, but literally storytelling and and creating that bond and creating those relationships that the consumer will 
support you with and buy from and you do it perfectly ladies and you've done it without even realizing and when I was like yeah you're experts in this and your surprise faces which makes it even nicer for your audience because you're genuine and it's coming from an authentic place and you've got integrity and they're the other aspects of it you can't just go into this and make up a world and hope that people will know like and trust you because people aren't silly they're gonna they're gonna be able to unlayer that and that's why you guys are doing it so well because it's just so authentic oh thanks babe and i think that's it we try and make friendships don't we i think that's the biggest thing when we we don't try and sell we try and connect with people and then we've made a friendship and then they want to come to us because it's a friendship thing it's a girl gang i guess um and it does come very organic to us i think yeah. and that and it shows and and that's why it's done so well and i think the more people that understand that concept when they're putting a business together or they're trying to to find their ideal client and the people that are going to be loyal to them um need to understand that but it's it's fun to explore as well but i must say you don't have to share everything mm. you know you can be choosy yeah i think um there's a link to that with vulnerability so as someone who's had a business for half as long as you have in my early days I I put myself out there I built myself a reputation and then I kind of pulled back I lost my voice I lost my creative like side because people were copying and um I started to get scared of losing what I'd already made so then I I did pull back and I know now that the only way to lead is to put myself in a position of vulnerability in a way and give out sometimes without really any um understanding of what what that's going to look like as an end result but actually that's kind of the magic in being a leader right well, it's humanization, isn't it? You know, people are drawn to people and they want that human connection. So, yeah. And being a leader, like you say, um, there's enough for everybody. Yeah. It's that abundance thing that this you guys know love, about. Is during lockdown, you've set up this private group. So I call you a leader because you have basically looked after and inspired so many performers. So let's talk about this Facebook that you set up and why have you done it and what have you got out of it? It's literally got my heart. It really has. It's crazy, isn't it? How, and I was just saying to my group actually on a live this morning, it's crazy the new opportunities that come out of this situation and you have to embrace them, face the fear, do it anyway. And, you know, I did hashtag blame COVID. So <laughs> at the middle of the night and I'm literally a 2 a.m. hustler, all the time I can't sleep um so 2 a.m on the and I know the date the 15th of March and lockdown was on the 23rd 24th 25th around that time on the 15th of March it was all coming about everybody could see what was inevitably going to happen not for as long as we thought and at my 2 a.m business meeting with myself I pressed create on the Facebook create a group tab and invited my 25 core performers from Manic Stage Productions into this group and said, look, I feel like everybody's waiting for me to, to respond to this and I don't really know what to do. 
there's no work. I can't foresee any work. I can't create any work, but I can help you create your own side hustles. I can help you to find income streams. I can help you with my business knowledge and things like that. So it really came from a really nurturing help help in place. And I'm all about collaboration. Manic Stage Productions is a partnership. But more than that, it's a group of family performers that we work week in, week out. And it's always been a collaboration and I just couldn't leave them. And so I offered them support and some help. I brought in my network. Like it's just the most amazing thing that happened because within a few weeks, we had 300. Within a few months now, we've got 650 people all tapping into this group of of enthusiasm, positivity, lessons, accountability, collaboration. And I think as a performer, we really been brought up to think that we're on our own, like we're solopreneurs or we have to do it. We're always in competition with each other. And this group isn't about that. This group is how I've always worked and said, look, if I'm not the best at something, who is? Let, let's collaborate. Let's outsource. Let's lead. Let's let's be a team. And so, again, it's something that I've always done. And I didn't realize that other people didn't follow that. And then we're all just in that. And it's it's really fab. And it's got my heart. And I now am just pushing Performerpreneur everywhere. Manic Stage Productions will always be my first love when the entertainment industry comes back, I will still be giving it 150% and it's a roller coaster and I love it. But actually I've expanded my own identity and becoming this mentor really and pivot pusher Yay. for myself. I love that. I love so that you beautiful. can help inspire people. And I think a lot of us during lockdown that already have established businesses have actually had these little niggles to follow our heart and done them and it's been a beautiful thing led with love yeah exactly again it's completely genuine and I think that's the difference people know that and they can see the the passion and I just want to help and that's it you are giving back so you're giving them your expertise and I think you know when all this COVID goes and you've got loads of people booking you all of those people in your group you're going to put a shout and go oh, I need somebody to do this can you help and they're going to go straight away of course I can help you've helped me massively through lockdown so you're giving lots of your time but I know that you're going to reap it back Reap the benefits. Yeah, like, but I know you're not doing it to get something back, but I just think, I think there's, is there um, this month a giving back day? Yeah, there is. So let's talk, this month there's a giving back day and I think... um, Make a difference day. Make a difference. See, you fall under so many categories. (laughs) Evaluate your life day. Evaluate, well, that takes me on to productivity and things like that. Should we start talking about that? Um, Jen and I have laughed over the last few months because... I guess it goes down to being a dancer and everything falls on account five, six, seven, eight. And it's, and it's always a little bit planned in the sense that it has to be time blocked into my day. And, you know, if I, if it's not on the to-do list, does it ever get done? And it's definitely not the way for everybody, but there's some really, really interesting things to think about when it comes to trying to be the most productive version of yourself and procrastination is a horrendous thing that we're all guilty of and social media doesn't help although I just love social media for for all of the benefits but it saps away time so yeah productivity helps me 
um, keep a clear head, reach my goals. Um, yeah. And what how are your top do you do tips? It? Top tips. <laughs> Sorry, Holly. No, There's so many. The same things. So I just mentioned time blocking, which is essentially your diary. And people that buy a diary that's got the times down the side, they maybe don't use that to its full potential. And just blocking out sections of time for certain tasks and actually keeping really focused on that one task for that set amount of time. And it gives you more time because if you just look at your endless to-do list, which I'm next going to suggest is not to be endless. um, But if you just look at that, you'll flip from one to the next super quick and you might not give anything as much time as it's needed because you think that you're going to be short of time. Because if you've time blocked it and you know you've got a whole hour for that task and you get to 45 minutes and it's done, you're actually really pleased with yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you start it, you don't get it finished because actually you need to do X, Y and Z before the end of the day and you haven't managed your time properly, you might not get anything done. So it does sound really simple and you can time block anything and, you know, batch content as well, which I'm sure, Holly, you do with all the social media that you put out there. You spend a day knowing a little bit about how the week's going to look. And even today with the podcast, you know what um, days are coming up in the month and it's and it's been thought about. But you can do batching with anything. You know, your mums have all probably said, oh, cook all your school dinners this week and have them in the freezer and because it's done and then you can do that with your social media you can do that with your accounts and they say if you batch something you'll give it more of your attention and it'll get done better because your brain isn't flitting one from one task to the other and losing concentration and it takes up to 20 minutes to find full focus again once your concentration's gone so a top tip is always to have notifications off, phone turned mm. upside down. I can see Jen's flashing. I was going to say, it distracts us because it just does. Since Jen's been around you, I think that's one thing you've done really well. It's now using your time wisely. So you'll say, oh, this morning I've got a meeting with this person and you'll only have that meeting and you can put your whole 100% in where previously you were probably going, right, I've got to do this, this, this and this and maybe not fully putting everything into it. Mm. But I think I've noticed a difference in probably your mental health, I would guess, that you're not nowhere near as stressed as what you probably oh. used to be. Um, I liked someone someone um, compared how women do things to how men do. And I know that this is a general rule and I know you're not like this, Nicole, but they compared men and women and they said um, men will open one box, sort that box out, shut the box, move on to the next thing. And I actually find that really frustrating with men because it's like they can, you know, they can be on a task, sorry, they can be on a task and the kids screaming next to them, they can't even hear the child. And I'm like, what are you doing? But actually for productivity it is much better because we'll open 10 boxes they're all a mess not a single one gets done and then we also have that resentment between looking at someone else who's opened one box done that task and a minute ago um when we were talking to claire actually which is a week later um if you're listening (laughs) but um when we were talking to claire she was like, how are you getting so much done? And I think that's it. I am really focused when I'm doing one thing because I know, like you said, it takes 20 minutes to get really immersed 
into that flow of whatever it is you're doing. So I still don't batch my social media. I really, really need to. Um, but I am getting it's, better at other things. It's difficult, though, for you ladies, because you're on your social media speaking from a real heartfelt place and it's all very emotional and it's all very in the moment. Um, so that that one might be slightly different. But when you've got your other things within the businesses that you just know needs to be yeah, spoken we do need about. Yeah, plan them. And I <laughs> plan think, those um, bits. Like you said, timing things out. I'm pretty good with work now. I'll go, right, I've got this, and then I've got my viewings this afternoon, and I'll make sure I've got different time things, like admin for one hour, mm-hmm. viewings for another, shoot for another, and try not to mix them. And you're right. I might finish a viewing after half an hour, and after half an hour free, I'll be like, oh, okay, I've got a bit of time, but I batch that out now, so yeah. that was great. And then you've got that extra yeah. time. I mean, for instance, I was like, oh, I've got an hour, I'm going to do lunch, and I'm going to make Jackie's dinner and, and prepare that. And then that was done in 20 minutes. So I made three more meals and didn't feel guilty for not going back to my desk because I'd given myself a whole hour and how I chose to fill that hour after the 20 minutes of doing what I needed to do was entirely up to me, but I was not going to go back to my desk because there are other things that never make it onto your to-do list that that's when you can start to tick them off. And do you have a list of the things that never make it? Well, I was going to say, there's something (laughs) called a don't do list. And this is my game changer. So I feel like you need to copyright this. This is great. Don't do list. Um, So when it comes to a to do list, there's three things that I think about. Don't put too many things on your daily to do list. Time block it out and do the rule of three. A lot of people use the rule of three. If you can get three things done off of a to-do list, then you'll feel really happy and you won't feel overwhelmed. And there's a good chance you'll do four, five and six. But actually, if you only do three, you won't come away feeling, you know, upset or annoyed or anxious that you didn't get those done. So the rule of three is really good um, to just do three things a day. And obviously, as women, we'll all do a few more. Um, And then there's the to-do list and if it just never gets done just scrap it like who are you even kidding if you just if it's just going from one week to the next cross it off forget about it you didn't want to do it anyway you were never going to do it it's jumped from one list to the next but the game changer is the don't do list and being really open with the fact that there's some things you just don't do that drawer that just builds up of rubbish i don't iron neither do i and it's on the don't do list don't feel guilty um i'm gonna go as far as saying that it's written on the fridge there's three things that i don't do i don't do ironing and my husband's in the military he wears a shirt every day he's been taught how to iron if you want to iron your shirts my love there's the iron but if you don't I'm not bothered either. I'll hire an ironer in. And so I don't do ironing. And it's the outsourcing thing. It's not my area of genius. I mean, I know you don't have to be a genius at ironing, but that's what I tell myself. So on the don't do list, it's your non-negotiables, the things you don't do, the things that eat up your time. They don't bring anything to the party. You don't get anything from them. They might still need doing. So then in which case you have to find other things and ways to get those things done but there's no real harm in having a don't do list and sticking to that and actually in business so regardless of the ironing and the household and the and the family circumstances when it comes to business and a don't do list it's really good because it helps you 
stick with your ethos and your whys and you can just revert back to that don't do list when you get put into a position where you don't know what you should do but actually you do know what you should do because you said you weren't going to do that I wasn't going to answer an email after 6 p.m at night it might be urgent for them but it can wait like I don't do that it's not encroaching into my time with my Mm. family um so things like that um I don't look at my phone when I wake up at two in the morning there's other ways that I can use that time I've got a notepad a notepad by my bed or I can just lay there and you know meditate a little bit and think about that but I don't pick up the phone like I don't do it and once you've written it and you've put it out there or it's part of your um product your service and you know your ethos and and your brand then you can stick to it and you can say no to those people that don't fit with your ideal client you won't feel guilty and it can be it can be worthwhile in so many aspects of your life and it's actually really liberating mm. and what it's a reminder isn't it I think it's a reminder to go you don't do that you don't need that and I, I love the idea of actually putting things that don't benefit you or that's actually going to help you like don't pick up your phone at 2am mm-hmm. that's going to help everybody because as soon as you pick that phone up you're not going to go back to sleep for another hour or two no. so I love the things that you actually write those things on a list and you don't do it and it's reminded you to go if you were thinking about it look at that list and, nah, don't I'm actually thinking how do I implement this as management because I know I've got members of staff that are Um, I'd say borderline anal around certain things, but actually maybe I should allow them all to have a three things that they won't do in the business that um, are real sticking things that are their non-negotiables because some of them get really stressed out about certain things. And um, I, I think I'm so like, oh yeah, whatever that I assume everyone else is, you know? We have some people go, I want to photo shoot on a Friday night. And then I'll pipe up and go, I don't work on a Friday night. Yeah, no, you have to. Because actually in a business and in a in a group scenario like you ladies, to know all of that and just like say, Jen, allow people to have that voice is going to massively help with everybody's positioning in that in that business. Mm. And being able to respect them because um, some people's non-negotiables might seem silly to other, you know, like yeah. the ironing for mine. For me, I don't do the cleaning. I have a cleaner because I think I can spend six hours a week cleaning or I can spend six hours a week on my business and editing and I know which one will fill me with mm-hmm. more joy yeah. and make me more money. Um, so that's why I wouldn't do it but um other people might see that as silly or frivolous or um you know a bit who does she think she is but I'm almost thinking if I allow the team to give me some non-negotiables they might feel like they've got more area uh, uh, and more energy to give their expertise yeah well we speak about the area of expertise and you know area of genius and that's another business um mindset and positioning because actually no one can do everything like you can't be everything to everyone you can't be everything within your business why which is why being a solopreneur is really difficult because you feel like it's all on you and it's not until you get to that position where you liberate your mind and start saying okay this is my baby but actually you can do this bit better than me and and 
I can do that for you. And you start to work in this really collaborative manner, which you ladies all do. But like you say, just adding in those things that people might not dare say out loud that they just don't do. And it'll fit because... If you work within your area of genius and you let people do theirs, then you're only going to get the best from everybody. Mm. That's what you changed this year. You We wrote down, didn't we? It was like, what are you good at? What do you like doing? And we all kind of changed roles slightly. I was like, oh, God, you know, I hate admin. I'm not very good at it. And you were like, right, concentrate on viewing and taking photos. And that's mine. And then I enjoy it. And I'm going to excel in that. Michelle's fantastic with admin. And since we've all kind of changed our role, I think the business has gone so much more smoother, mm. hasn't it? Yeah, because everyone's doing what they like. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, I wanted to talk about a statement that um, has hit the press recently. Um, was it Raj? Saying, um, I'm going to say this statement and see um, how you feel about it. So he's basically said to performers that you need to retrain in something else. Um, what's the? How have you all felt? What's What's the group been saying? There's a lot of anger, which I absolutely understand. But my take on this, and I've said it out loud... I am equally angry, but I'm not surprised. We have been in this position for years. People ask you on a daily basis, oh, what's your real job? When are you going to get a real job? Oh, that sounds lovely. What else do you do? You know, and I and I just think all these performers that are angry, we should now start to use that anger to to pivot and the difference between pivoting which is what I'm encouraging performers to do and retraining is is vast pivoting is finding a new way of focusing on the vision like finding a new version of the vision so it's not retraining it's not stepping away from your skill set it's not finding a new thing it's using your transferable skills and your dedication creativity and your your history as a performer and finding new ways of paying the bills and and creating the vision so i just feel now that now the dust is settling We've been in this circumstance for years. People don't get it. If they're not creative, they don't understand it. Work to them is something you go and you don't enjoy and you do to pay the bills. And as a creative and certainly as a performer, we pay our bills with our passion. Mm. And we don't want everyone to know that secret. We don't want the whole world to think it's easy because it's not easy. If... um. If a vision only needed strategy to succeed, everyone would be doing it. It takes more than that. It takes creativity, determination, motivation, self-awareness, all these things that these performers have. And so I'm really passionate about saying, like, let's just answer this you're not viable or retrain with exactly what we've done for years and years and years. And it's just prove them wrong. Mm. People need creativity. People need entertainment. We are absolutely bringing joy and we are the lucky ones that eventually will be back doing what we do and what we love and we'll be su supplying love and laughter and entertainment and creating smiles and we've rode out this time and we've done what we've always done. We've just turned around to the doubters and said, you carry on with your lovely, really easy nine to five. I'm not saying they're easy, but, you know, nine to five and let us 
push the boundaries. Mm. Jim was saying earlier, actually, weren't you? Through lockdown, what got us through it was performers. You know, we were all joining in these songs that we put together via Zoom and um, Amber Tremaine, she, uh, on a Sunday, we always used to check Mm -hmm. in and hear her songs on the terrace and all of these things, we kind of still felt connected, although we were all still at our home, we were all still watching these things together. And I feel like the performers are the ones that stuck by us through lockdown. Mm. They, we, they, we all, I'm not worried. I'm worried for the industry in the sense that morale is low and it's taking far too long. Like if you think about health and safety, the events and entertainment industry are the most health and safety conscious. So it doesn't seem to make any sense, but we're doing as we're told and we understand that it has to be done in a certain way. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So morale is low, but I'm not worried that it won't come back because people need entertainment they need relief they need the joy and but the other thing you should think about is actually most performer has got a thousand other skills Mm -hmm. because that's the nature of the beast as well this is going to lead on to my next question now if you had to retrain or train in anything what would you like to be well, I'm going to tell you that I'm not going. Oh, <laughs> That's the point. That's the point. Most of us actually cannot think of one other thing mm-hmm. that we would like to do. And if there is a version of the vision, like I'm now doing now, um, my why was always to to bring energy and light and entertainment and joy through manic stage productions and the why hasn't changed it's just a different version of the vision I can't now entertain but I can take a group of people into a Facebook group and I can mentor them and hey look the why's are still the same I want to bring joy positivity enthusiasm entertainment within that so the vision's just evolved and I've you know and I'm telling people to expand their identity because that's exactly it. And you can see I'm lit up and I'm lighting up just talking about this because I was never, ever, it just doesn't resonate with me to think about doing something that didn't stay in line with my whys of I want to just be me and passionate and creativity and work to my own song sheet I just love you. You're so nice. <laughs> she's got the hugest smile on her face. She so has. although you're saying she's saying she's lit up, she actually is glowing and very happy. She is. Yeah, it's all good. I just, it's not easy. It's not been so easy. So if there are any performers out there that are struggling and need a bit of guidance, where do they need to go? Where do they find you? Well, hopefully I'm visible enough that you have found me by now. But Performerpreneur is a Facebook group. It's a private group. It's called Performerpreneur, the Side Hustle Hub. And that's where I would encourage you to come and be and to be surrounded by people that get it. So my big thing is find your tribe, like you ladies with the Liberty Lounge, um, finding people that think the same, that are going to push you, that are going to lift you. So it's very similar to, to all of the things that you're saying um, happening inside the form of preneur. Because if you're with people that understand and feel the same, you don't feel lonely anymore. And, and speaking about, you know, mental health in general is a big topic. And actually 
one thing that you can help yourself with is not being on your own, not going through this on your own. And I think many people throughout the pandemic have have found found their tribe mm. and that's just a really wonderful place to be so they can find you on facebook yep Anywhere? and instagram and i've got a website performerpreneur.co.uk and nicole louise geddes.co.uk got to uk, mm. um, and then manic which will still be there and i'm still pushing it hard um manic stage productions well, thank you for your top tips. Thank I've got you. loads more. <laughs> I just want to say eat the frog because Jen knows that one. Ooh, Go on, tell us. Tell me. I am, I'm like, what's this frog what's about? Eat the frog. It's a famous book, um, but I love it because I just imagine on my to-do list for the week or the month, um, even though I'm saying just put three things down, there'll be one thing that you know you need to put top and first and it will just jump from page to page to list to list and it'll just be ugly and slimy and green and I just want to encourage everybody to be the most productive version of themselves put that frog day one number one eat it do it get it done and then everything else will be a lot lighter eat that frog eat the frog love that (laughs) thanks Nicole thank you so much take care ladies see you soon